Well, this is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder. And this, um, all my friends have left me. So <laughs> Tri, my normal host, is in Hawaii. And then this was actually, the idea was to have this be a Sav and Trav show. Because, like, you and Sav, you're pretty close. Yeah, you played one fun. together this year. You played at we UCLA. Did. But and Savvy left me for Florida and then New Orleans. <laughs> and so, with my New Year's buddy, Zana My New Muno. Year's buddy. Phil, thank you for having me. I'm How are you, Z? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, like, just getting back in the sand. And I'm tired <laughs> it's been like an adjustment because we took some time off but I think it was much needed time off yeah um but I'm excited to like get back to work yeah how much time did you take off like what is it what does it look like for you because we kind of talked about it over New Year's yeah like, you're like a naturally gifted volleyball player you've been playing for such a long time that it might not take as long for you to come back to it as yeah it well be. it doesn't feel like that but um I didn't I stopped I was lifting and everything through the country quota for the four star in yeah. Brazil. And then I kept, I never stopped lifting because I just didn't. I like to, I don't know, to have something every day is very important for me. Yeah. So I kept lifting all the way through. I went to Poland for six weeks and I lifted like three or four times a week there. I got in the sand twice, but it was like rough volleyball. But it was just <laughs> good to like get some movement going. Yeah. And then. I took off like Christmas and now I'm back. So I don't know, like off the sand, like six weeks. Yeah. Is yeah. that a long time for you or is that kind of a pretty standard break? I mean, I have no idea like what I'm doing. True. Like, <laughs> I guess you are like, it wasn't that long ago that you were playing at UCLA. Yeah. So, and then like COVID and we had those tournaments so late, like yeah. that following year, I don't think I took any time off through the holidays. So I, didn't take any time off but during covid like in lockdown i didn't do much i wasn't yeah. like training i it was doing building a chicken coop and, and playing boggle. <laughs> yes playing boggle <laughs> and like building a volleyball net out of like bird fencing yeah well that's like such a cool thing i'm so glad yeah. i finally got to see the chicken coop i've had so many of the eggs so i figured it was finally time to go see the chicks that produce them what a cool little like ranch life you have up there yeah it's like my saving grace i like I love the South Bay. I grew up in the South Bay, and I've never really left LA. I went to high school in the Valley, and then went to UCLA. I went to high school further than I went to college from where I grew up. <laughs> so I've like never left, but to have like this space where I can just like be with the earth yeah. is like been so monumental for me. So the chickens are like my little fur babies, and <laughs> it's just like fun to like. I've gotten like so attached to like the earth, like yeah. growing things and like watching a chicken like lay an egg and then you have breakfast like it's just so mind-blowing to me yeah and like, I'm like literal farm to table yeah like it, and i'm obsessed with it i just think it's so cool like i feel like we're so detached from our food we just yeah. like go to the grocery store and it's there and we have like no idea where it comes from mm -hmm. but once i got chickens i like sort of got hooked and now i like am craving like i want to do it all yeah yeah when did that start for you because for me and d like covid was and the beach when the beaches were closed we just started backpacking because we needed to be outside right. and so now we're just obsessed with all things outdoors right and now we're looking at land of my home <laughs> <laughs> so. i don't i've always like loved gardening like my mom yeah. i got a garden for my for christmas in sixth grade like okay. in my backyard that was like and i had a garden at ucla and i don't think it was like till i got older and i realized like how valuable it was for like my person and like mm -hmm. me as a human being that's when i got like very addicted to it i always like loved it but i didn't realize like the value of it for not just like health and but like for like myself as a person yeah 
and then it just grew from there. Yeah, now I like want goats and like cows. I want it all. Yeah. Yeah, my whole Instagram is just like farmers who like <laughs> have every kind of animal. You are a Z farmer. Z farmer. <laughs> it's coming one day. <laughs> What's like the starter garden, like the starter pack for a sixth grader garden? Uh, you know, I don't do things very small. It wasn't like starter <laughs> pack. I you was like, with like basil and green no, green. no, it was like we went for it. <laughs> I like sent like a Christmas list and it was like six pages long of every type of seed and soil I needed. Yeah. And, and yeah, it wasn't like the starter pack, but it, it immersed me quickly. That is so different. <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, I was probably asking for like Pokemon cards and action figures and you're planting a garden. Yes. Garden and like outdoors and clothes and that just hasn't changed. It's just like clothes and like how can I like work with my hands? Yeah, two things you wouldn't put together. No. Very often. No, but I go for like my like the chic farmer. Like that's the goal. <laughs> the chic farmer. That's I like the goal. That. Like dirty but like also chic. I don't know. <laughs> out with like a farmer fashion line. Yes, and I would love to, but like functional because like we actually got to like get and shovel poop, but like <laughs> look cute doing it. It's <laughs> the goal. How, I mean, how great was it though? I mean, aside from it just being kind of a fun thing to do and a really cool experience, but I feel like it's awesome to have something outside of beach volleyball. Yeah. I mean, you like, we both live in the South Bay where we can, we don't need to drive anywhere mm -hmm. at any point. And you can just like get stuck in this beach volleyball bubble where all you think and talk about is beach volleyball. Yeah. And it's just like such a little made up dream world. Totally. And then you get out and you do real things. It's awesome. I feel like it's just like such a little balance that you have. It is. It's like a great balance. It's hard like during season, like the balance is definitely skewed. There's times that it's like, but just to have that and like know that that's there is awesome. And I think we talked about it too, like. I built a chicken coop and I like love building Ikea things, but I don't know yeah. how to use like a saw and like make a pitched roof. Like <laughs> I, and like to actually like build something and like see it come to life. Like we talk about in volleyball, it's like this changes are so small. And like when yeah. you do get that click, it's like so exciting, but they're very hard. And like yeah. emotionally, physically, they're like such big changes that are really hard over long periods of time. But like in two months, I literally like put sticks and made like a home. And I thought it was so cool. It is so cool. Yeah. And That's that awesome. is like, it was so good to have something like rewarding and to see like something that all the work I'm putting into like manifested into something. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes with the, with volleyball, it's anything with sports. It's just like, it's a lot slower of a process to see change. Yeah. So well, that part was great. If you had the garden, when did the chicken coop become an idea that you wanted to do? immediately like I've always <laughs> loved gar I had chickens in college okay we like my parents my dad like worked at a ranch and we were at farm supply and we saw them and like I just like go like this and I get what I want so I got six <laughs> chickens and my mom was like what are you doing like what like why in the world would you get she's in college like what is she gonna do right. with six chicks what are we doing so they became my parents and my grandparents chickens um, but I loved that idea so I got like a taste of it and then we had to give them away because I was unfit to mother chickens. And then <laughs> during COVID, I was like, it's time. Like we have this land now. Like, and I, the goal was, the reason I made like such a big coop is to make it so they're sustainable on their own yeah. for like a certain period of time. So 
I had these like big dreams for this chicken coop immediately. And like my parents were like, do you know how much money that's going to cost to build? Like yeah. who's paying for this? Um, so it's big, but I have so much more plans for the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What else do we have in store? I mean, I don't really know what a chicken needs aside from a coop and a loving mother. I mean, none of this is necessary. They're like <laughs> fine, but I would like, I want to make it so it's like they're, they're run because they have one side of a run. Yeah. I want that to go like in a square. Okay. And then inside of that to be the garden. Okay. So that way they're like the they're the the fence to the garden, but they okay. can walk all the way around it's like it. The Taj Mahal with yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The cheek farmer. Yes. And it will be cute. And I'm so excited. One day, one day. And throughout all this you're balancing beach volleyball. Uh, which I feel like it's so important to have a hobby or something to mm -hmm. do on the side or you just like get too wrapped up in it you spiral out of control yeah but back to training mm -hmm. um so what does training look like in your preseason? and you're still figuring it out yeah for still sure new to like the professional side of things for sure so are you starting to figure out like what it should look like or I think that like the biggest thing I've learned since being professional is the value of weightlifting. So that's like my number one focus and was my big focus during my like off season. I like really went heavy on the weightlifting side of things because I got some really good coaching after college and weightlifting and like I saw the most tremendous like benefits from it and health wise yeah. and just like overall body just felt so much better and I felt a lot more capable. Um, and something about it too, like gives me more confidence just mm -hmm. to know that I put in that work. Um, so that's like definitely my number one priority. And then right now I'm just learning how to pass volleyballs and I don't know, we're gonna go from there. <laughs> the first couple I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so brutal. I was, I went out today for the first time um, since Brazil, um, which is a long time ago. For me, that's, that's by far the longest break I've taken. Um, because I, I still don't really have, like, the muscle memory of someone who grew up playing. Well, yeah. And so I, like, freak out when I take, like, two days off, let alone almost two months. Um, and so yesterday I was just, like, passing to myself to make sure I wasn't totally... That's a... I should do that. <laughs> That's a really good idea. But I, your story is, like, the most insane thing. The fact that you, like, just started is wild to me. <laughs> like, it's so cool. It's, I feel like, do you have, like, a different sort of, like excitement still because it's so new like do you feel like yeah. you're just like i feel like that's so valuable yeah well so you know those moments that you're talking about like the light bulb moments and when you get right. it it's so exciting right i get those all the time still that's so especially cool. with like blocking where right. i think blocking is probably the skill that if you're a casual beach volleyball player you don't really understand how hard it is totally and just like the tiny like the shaping your hands like i didn't think about shaping my hands until like this year I was like, oh, well, if I shape it like this, it's going to have a completely different effect than if I do it like that. And so I have all these moments all the time. And yeah. So, yeah, it's still super exciting to me. So cool. It reminds me like blocking, gosh, in Manhattan with Savvy. I yeah. have such a big respect for blockers now. <laughs> like I think I was getting like a little bit like, I don't know, maybe just like I haven't done it in so long. I haven't right. blocked. So I just am like, why aren't you doing this? Because it just seems like from behind, you should just press a little more. Yeah. And then I did it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry for ever thinking <laughs> that that was easy because it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard blocking. It it's tricky. And it's funny because try, I mean, he's played for forever. And when I first started playing, I was asking, well, how do you like, how do you time a block or whatever? He's like, you know, you just, you do it. And it's just, it's such a feel thing for him. But yeah. for me, I kind of need like a step-by-step -step direction 
And so Evie Matthews was is a, like the blocker whisperer. He was so good for me. It's awesome. Um, him and, and Mike Campbell. Love Mike Campbell. Love him. He's like my favorite. Yeah. And so just like, well, this year was also the first that I worked with a coach pretty much the whole year. Mm-hmm. And so I was having those little light bulb moments it is like frequently because of like the sports sometimes we don't get coaches all the time and like when you do have them one it's like tell me everything please like I want all the info and it's just like the you see the growth so much like Mm -hmm. faster because I feel like my first year I didn't I was just training with girls which is great and like I loved it but like to be on like a program or a path where we're like changing things specific to you like It was like, okay, this is like what I needed because I felt like I saw growth so much faster. Yeah, and that's what um, Delaney said when she, because she'd never really worked with a coach. Like she grew up playing and, right. um, but then she had, was working with, gosh, Pompilio um, and they were going all the time. Like her and Tracy were training like, mm-hmm. it was like six straight months of dedicated training with a coach. And she was like, I don't know how I ever got better without a coach. Right. Like once you, once you cross that line, like, I know. Pandora doesn't go back in the box. No. It's like, I feel so spoiled now. Like, I'm so used to having a coach, but I, that first like moment that you get the coaches and the feedback and the input and just mm-hmm. like even balls coming your way, like that are just tossed to you. Like you yeah. like appreciate every little piece of that. And like now going back, I like, I'm terrified. <laughs> are you, well, so you worked with Mark Fishman last mm-hmm. year. Are you going back with Mark? Or yeah. You explore a little bit. For now with Mark, I, he's been so awesome for me and just on and off the court. Um, and he definitely like does things differently, but I think the way, like just different, the way, the things he says I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. And it's like challenging sometimes, but I think our nuances that like a lot of other coaches, in my opinion, maybe aren't there yet, or like just different ways of explaining things, which I think is awesome because I have played for a long time and like, I've heard a lot of awesome feedback, but sometimes hearing it in just a little bit of a different way. And I think because he doesn't have like that as much beach volleyball experience maybe, or the stereotypical experience, um, he doesn't say it the same way that like we all hear it on the sand. So I've really enjoyed that and just learning and his like support and me as like a player, I think is like so hard on the beach. Like it's very rare that like somebody's like, hey, like I believe in you and let's I'm going to help you. And so I think that to me was like so, so awesome and super grateful for that. I think that's one of the biggest things that I took away from 21 is the importance of having a team. Totally. Um, Because like Adam was the first person I played like more than two tournaments in a row with. And we ended up playing, I think, like 16 Mm -hmm. last year. Um, And we had when we were working with we were working with Evie. And when Evie couldn't go, we'd work with Mike. When Mike couldn't go, like we were always working with. A coach but Mike would be like texting us after every match on the world tour and be like hey like good win good loss like what work can you send me the film oh it's so nice to have that like support and totally it's so important Jake Gibbs huge on that yeah and now like I can see why yeah and I think too it's like it's a sport where that's not really given to you like you have to sort of like create that and it's hard to come by it's hard to find and I think when like you said like when you do find it it's so you see the benefits for sure i think chrissy and i found that this year too we had jeff conover and mark and like in combination them two and like us always on the same page zooming facetiming like doing film all of that like we saw so many more changes than when we were like at p1440 two days a week and then trying to find teammates we were like partners, but we were too scared to text people. And so like <laughs> the like shift and like having a team working for us, we saw changes like 
so much like faster and such drastic changes. Yeah. And you played with you. It was funny. Last time we had you on the podcast, yeah. uh, you and Chrissy had just gotten your third in Hermosa. Yeah. Um, from what Q like 47, something, something very down there. <laughs> yeah. And we had you guys on and it's, it wasn't that long ago, but so much has changed. Yeah. Like, there's yes. been a pandemic since then. Yes. My beach volleyball <laughs> career has been nothing but like, <laughs> like it's just like been crazy. But we ended up playing together again for some of last year too, which yeah. was awesome. Um, I think playing with her is just so fun. We have like a good chemistry. We even played together when we were like U19 World Championships in really? Portugal. Yeah, know. it's so funny. The photos of us, we look so little. <laughs> but yeah, I think we took fifth in that. We lost to the McNamara twins. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I like had we had such a good time playing together. But we're gonna go separate ways this year. She just isn't like wanting to do the world tour stuff, which okay. I totally get. She's married and like gonna commit to AVP. So like I'm excited for on good terms. Like went separate ways, but yeah. I had so much fun playing with her. She's yeah. we had a good time. You have fun playing with everyone, and you've played with a lot of different people, yeah. of no fault of your own. Yes. Because, like you said, you started the year with Chrissy, and mm -hmm. you guys were great. You mm -hmm. won a gold medal in Belgium, yeah. and then you got third in AVP Atlanta, only lost one match, and then she was injured, and then you picked up Sav. Sav, yes. At the last minute. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Split-blocking dream team. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was, like, good, like, not great volleyball, but just, like, a fight, like a dog fight, and I love that about this sport specifically, like, the you don't have to play your best and you just like grovel and we groveled our little hearts out and we d it was really fun to play with her too it's good run it back fun to watch you're scrappy as hell yeah scrappy for sure we yeah. had to be <laughs> and, and you don't know how not to hustle when you were diving yeah in uh the grass in our little short oh court yeah game. no i don't i was thinking that because people <laughs> ask me like like what's your defensive tips and i like don't like it's not very methodical for me. It's all yeah. instinctual. And then I was playing squash in Poland with Micah, and I literally have holes in my shoes because I'm <laughs> diving all over. And Micah's like, chill, like, chill. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not trying really hard. I just yeah. go. Like, I don't know. Like, why would I let it drop if I can try my hardest to not let it drop? <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to not try, but it's really fun. Where do you think that comes from? Because, I mean, you have a really athletic family. Yeah. Your mom and dad both played sports in, in college, right? Yeah. Rutgers? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then, I mean, your brother's obviously very athletic. Yeah. Um, I don't... My mom says that it came... Because I always played with boys, like, growing up. And all my... It was always me and my brother's friends. So okay. I think that it was, like, I... They weren't going to, like, just let me off easy. I had to... It was mostly soccer. Like, I would practice with my brother's teams. And I was, like, going to get banged up. And I... But if I cried... I wasn't allowed to practice with them. Okay. So, and I, if I was terrible, I wasn't, nobody wanted me there. So I had to like try so hard. Yeah. And like, if they hit me in the stomach, I just remember one time getting hit by like the big kid who kicks it really far when we were little. And I was like, oh my God, like when you can't breathe, you're like, <laughs> and I was like, you're fine. Do not cry. Do not cry. They won't let you back. So I feel like it's just kind of like that, like mentality of like, don't just keep trying, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good mentality to have as a defender. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm like, that's definitely, I feel like, my greatest, like, I feel most grateful for. Yeah, because uh, watching you play, I'm like, she got another ball up? She got that one up too? You I just keep rallies alive. I just try to, like, I don't know. 
Patty Dodd's phrase is you don't know till you go and that's like been yeah. my motto and I surprise myself all the time like I didn't know how I did that. I didn't think I was going to get that one. All right, here we go. <laughs> like scrambling to try and transition, just like give them a free ball. I'm like, all right, let's do it again. <laughs> and Patty Dodd, I mean, you've had, speaking of just coaches that you've had, I mean, being raised good friends with uh, the Dodds. Yeah. Pretty good coaching your whole life. Yeah, just like great voices in my ear at all times. Like, yeah. And I wasn't even like serious about volleyball. I was like a little kid. I love soccer, but just like the constant like, good feedback and like I don't know they they've been so influential in my life so yeah I'm pretty lucky in that and they're regard. such good people like it's fun to find people who are really good at what they do yes. obviously Mike and Patty were world-class volleyball players yes. but they're just like great human beings totally yeah my favorite like all my favorite memories of them have like nothing to do with volleyball just yeah. like the banter and like the just good people I very love them very much yeah it's funny how it works that way because like I mean, so much of your life has been revolved around volleyball, mm -hmm. but a lot of your best memories, I'm sure, have to do maybe with volleyball people like the Dodds. Totally. In a non-volleyball setting. Yeah, like New Year's. Yeah, like New Year's. Yeah. Volleyball people, non-volleyball setting. We're just lighting off fireworks and Jordan screaming. Yeah. <laughs> that is like what I've always like said about sports. It's like, it's just an opportunity for life lessons and life relationships yeah. and like, I said that like at UCLA and UCLA was like a really hard experience for me, but like life lessons every single day. Like, and so yeah. I wasn't like the best four years of my life, but I feel so grateful because I feel like I learned so much more in those four years. than I feel like a lot of people will without those, without like sports, I feel like they force you to learn a lot of things super fast. Yeah. And then also like the life relationships, like from like little peewee soccer, like I still have great friends and yeah. like, just looking back like all my friends were like my friends that I played sports with yeah yeah that team at UCLA um I know you said it wasn't the best for you <laughs> in your life but I'm curious like what the culture of a team that is that good with so many like ferocious competitors yeah like you're super competitive the McNamara's are two of the most competitive people I've ever met <laughs> Sponsel and Lily are super competitive yeah and then you have I mean Abby I don't know Abby very well but She's very so competitive she's like she just seems kind of quiet oh no she's so competitive she's like the little like evil bunny but i love her i love her but she's very very competitive i'd be like it's okay abby like calm down we don't need yeah. to like punch the ref it's okay we're good <laughs> but it was interesting i don't people always ask and i feel like looking back on it too i could see there being a lot of friction just because like sarah swanson was at the twos like that's ridiculous like she literally just went to the olympics yeah. like and the McNamara is like, they are incredible. Like, there's just so much, like, depth. Um, but I think Stein did a good job that, like, he kept our lineup the same all year. So it didn't really create conflict of, like, well, now they're at the one. It wasn't, like, constant competitions. I felt like people settled into their roles really well. Um, I did feel like a lot of the times, like, practice was harder than games. Like, I'm, yeah, playing against, like, some of the, like, best players in the country every day at practice and so that part was like awesome practices were fun and competitive and yeah. like feisty and all of the things so i think that made everybody just a lot better um but yeah just the fact that we didn't weren't like switching up lineups every weekend i feel like that allowed us to be like work and accept our roles and just try and do our best in our spot because i don't feel like there was ever a conversation about like oh i should be here or they should be here it was just like this is my job and i'm going to try and win this game yeah so I feel like that was like awesome and probably pretty rare. Yeah, I think so. Because even watching college now, they like the lineups change yeah. all the time. And sometimes like Dane at USC, he like blew up their lineup 
two weeks before Gulf Shores. Yeah. And it worked out. I mean, they ended up winning. But I was like, well, that seems pretty close. And then a lot of the coaches were like, oh, he knew he was going to do that all along, so we couldn't scout him. There's, it's some funny tactics involved it in is. college now. College is crazy. I think it's so cool. Like, the way that it's all set up, I think that you can be very clever and creative with it. Or, like, in our case, I feel like we were just, like, pretty dominant. Yeah. It sounds really rude. but well, it's true. Yeah, I feel like we just were really... <laughs> good at what we did and we just tried to do that and we didn't try and mix it up but you really can with the system like yeah. and like it's just such a fun like environment to be around like Gulf Shores is by far like one of the coolest sporting events because like you're at one court and then they win and then everybody runs to the next court and like it's just so fun I think that they have like something they can totally tap into yeah. there and I love watching it because even on ESPN they'll oh, show yeah. the people running it's so like, cool this is so fun one of my best friends who like knows nothing about volleyball he has like friends in all different like sportings at the highest level and he was like that was like the most fun thing I've ever been to yeah. like when we sprinted over to your court and everybody like ran over there and then they blew the horn and like because yeah. like, it was so fun I was screaming like it was so <laughs> cool and I was like I know like it's so cool <laughs> but yeah me and Dry have been talking about forever doing like a sandcast tournament where we do a college format be so we get so team fun. hawaii versus team south bay versus team you know orange county or so east cool. coast or whatever i think it'd be awesome it would be so fun somebody mentioned a while ago like one of the formats and the avp could do would be to like have make it like other professional sports and have like an la team and a yeah. chicago team and you do it in that format yeah it'd be so fun i think that'd be amazing it'd be so fun it's because it's like any, anyone you talk to, everyone says the college format's the best. It's yeah. the most watchable. It's the most intense. And it is intense. There's nothing like when it comes down to one court. It's 2-2. Two, two, so it's the cool. third set. And it's just like, it's alive. Yeah. It really, really is. Unlike very many sports. I think it's very cool. Yeah. They did they did that well. Yeah. And now they expanded it. They doubled the field yeah. to 16. It's That's crazy. a lot. It is. I was talking, I talked to um, Brooke Niles and Russell Brock today and just asking them their thoughts on it. And they still don't know the format, and they don't know how the other eight teams are going to be added, how many automatic birds are going to – because they're going to do um, – like conference champions okay. are going to get automatic bids, okay. um, which is great. But then with beach volleyball, like, there's almost no conferences. Right. It's kind of weird because, like, there's not – like, the Big Ten, yeah. ACC, they don't exist in beach volleyball. Right. So I don't know which conferences you choose. I was like, how are they still figuring this out? Yeah. It's not it that seems far. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things we're still figuring out in this sport, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> it's the NCAA is working. Yeah, it's it is huge. so cool. And it's awesome. It's so cool. So much opportunity. And I think it's cool, too, that they're bringing it to states like Louisiana. Like, yeah. we're like, it, it's growing the game so, so much. And, yeah. like, that's so, that's what we need. So, yeah. I think it's super cool. Going to take a quick break from the show for a really fun announcement uh, is that Try and I, uh, now that we're finally back in the same country for the first time in what feels like basically forever, uh, we're finally getting around to doing the things that we've been trying to do for a while now. And one of them is dropping a Sandcast merchandise line that you can check out at sandcastmerch.com. All right, we've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got tank tops, hats, we even have a coffee mug and a backpack. All right, so head over to sandcastmerch.com uh, to take a look and get some of your favorite gear from your favorite podcast. And just so you guys know, I mean, one of the reasons that we wanted to drop a merchandise line uh, is one, a couple people asked, 
And two, it's just a, another kind of revenue stream for us. And every piece of profit that we make from merchandise is going straight back into the podcast. I mean, now that it's off season, we're going to spend a lot more time kind of improving the podcast, getting better content, better mics, a better video setup for those of you who watch on YouTube. And our merchandise line is kind of going to help fund that a little bit. So thank you guys uh, to anybody who has already bought some hoodies, some t-shirts, some hats. We absolutely love you guys. And we love you so much for the last four years. Can you believe we've been up for four years uh, of supporting us for that long and uh, only bigger and better things to come for Sandcast. So head over to sandcastmerch.com to get your gear today. This podcast is, of course, as always since day one, brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. We know, we know it's off-season, the AVP's three-event year is over, but that just means you get to reload on balls to train and rep it out with over the off-season. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off your orders of Wilson Volleyball. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to rock your favorite ball, best ball in the game by far. All right, we've played with Mikasas, we play with Wilson, we play with any kind of ball, and Wilson is by far the best. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and give him your love. And the last bit of news I have before I can let you guys get back to enjoying our podcast is that we do have a, a Sandcast newsletter. We started it last year, kind of during COVID, and then uh, both Try and I, we hit the road pretty hard during 2021 and lost a little focus, lost the time to do it. But now that we are both back in the United States and we have a lot of free time on our hands to keep improving Sandcast, we do have a Sandcast newsletter. Uh, if you want to sign up for that newsletter, it will include any updates we have with the podcast, but also any writing that I do for Volleyball World, uh, for Volleyball Magazine, any interesting stories on both Volleyball World or Volleyball Magazine or at avp.com, any updates that Try has on his YouTube channel, any great videos the McKibbins have. Basically, I'm just calling all of what I think to be the best volleyball content out there, and I'm just throwing it in a newsletter. Uh, so if you guys want to get that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com. And on the right-hand side, you can just drop in your email address, and I will get that to you. Every Friday that I'm in the United States, once season starts up, I cannot promise I'll keep up with it, but the idea is to keep doing it for as long as we can. It's just a weekly thing. Um, it's fun for me to do because I'm basically just taking all of my favorite things that I saw in the volleyball world and I'm giving it to you guys. So if you want to be a part of that newsletter, sandcastvolleyball.com and on the right-hand side, just drop in uh, your email and I'll be chatting with you every single Friday. All right. Back to the show, guys. How well do you think your college experience prepped you for the AVP? Because I think being, obviously I've never experienced it, but I think when you're tied 2-2 with USC, yeah, and it comes down to your court, like that's a pretty intense moment. That's got to be close to a qualifier. Yeah, I think it, it definitely prepared me. I would say, argue that like the pressure is a little bit, lo was larger at least for me for indoor. Okay. The indoor pressure was like, still at least then I think it's changing like it's getting bigger and bigger but like playing in Nebraska in front of like x thousands amount of people that is like an unmatched feeling I've ever felt and so that level of pressure I think is was a little bit greater but I think yeah. the practice that I got at UCLA like prepared me volleyball wise like so well for the AVP it wasn't like I got there and I was like oh my gosh like these girls are so much like 
better than I ever thought or something like I was like you know like if we get the opportunity I feel like we can like hang at least yeah I didn't feel like I was like the best out there by any means but like at least I felt like I could like fight yeah. so that aspect I feel like I was very prepared yeah did you ever have a moment on the AVP where you're, if you were playing in April or someone like that where you're like, oh, God, like I'm playing? Oh, yeah. Playing oh, yeah. We like we had set point against April and Alex in Chicago, Chrissy and I, and I just like tanked. But regardless, we, after the game, we were both like, uh, like we just played them and we almost took a set off them. <laughs> like, I mean, it still feel that way. Like anytime I play with like near or practice against any of those girls, like I'm just like so blown away i think at the avp banquet i was a little bit under the weather and or under the influence <laughs> and i think i told at least i know i told Amber ross's sister that she was my idol i don't know if i actually said it to april but i like might have embarrassed myself a little bit and was like you're so good <laughs> and you have so many great pictures to remember yes night. yeah i'm a really high quality photographer <laughs> if you ever want to hire me just check out my instagram <laughs> When like when you look back on last year, I think when you look at the finishes, an objectively great season. Totally, yeah. Third on the AVP, matched your career high. One in Leuven, which was was that your first international event? Mm-hmm. You won your first international event coming mm-hmm. out of the qualifier. Yeah, it was um, cool. a nasty day of a qualifier. Oh my gosh, yes, it was. Every <laughs> so far, I. I asked Nicole Brana once I was like hey do you have any tips like going on my first trip she's like just pack rain gear like we call it like the FIVB rain tour because everywhere it always rains it has torrential downpour in every yeah. international event I've like torrential like more than I've ever seen rain every every international event I've played in no it it poured the whole it time poured. right poured and then it would be like blinding lights and then pouring and it was just <laughs> it was, but it was fun like so so much fun I love playing in that like yeah because it's just like we're not handed everything, and it right. just makes it a little sweeter, I feel like. Yeah. But, I mean, you won an event, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you got third, and then you and Sav scrambled together, and you got a win. Got a 13th in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, and then you and Kelly Kowinski took a third in Chicago, right? Yeah. It was and almost awesome. made the finals. Yeah. Oh, it's gosh. pretty dang good for playing with three FIVBs with three different partners and three AVPs with three different partners and three pretty good finishes on each tour. Totally. Yeah. No, I like walked away feeling like really great about it. Definitely like felt like that's the thing, like you said about beach volleyball. I just feel like there's so much room to improve on everything. So like so hungry to learn and take that like next jump, but overall like definitely grateful for like how it went and feel like put myself in a good enough position for next year and Hopefully, just keep going forward. Yeah. I don't know. And we kind of chatted about partners earlier. Yeah. But is there any, like, wish list dream partners, or is it just kind of waiting to see? Yeah. Because the women's side, like, the top is still pretty loose. Like, no one really knows yet. Yeah. I'm just waiting to see where the chips fall, kind of. Yeah. I I would love to know and have, like, a certain team going to a certain direction, and there's definitely people I would love to play with. But I feel like I'm lucky have so much to work on on my own right now that whoever I get I'm just gonna like try and make the most of that um just kind of like this last season I just keep in the bar like yeah everything's open yeah <laughs> yeah well I think your ability to play so well with so many different people is was kind of like the ultimate showcase for you yeah. as a player because not only are you playing with different people different skill sets but different personalities totally and who like want to do practice different and want to prepare different. yeah and you managed to 
and travel different. I mean, traveling is one mm-hmm. totally crazy thing that some people like it the day before a tournament. Some people want like a full week. Yeah, totally. Um, so you manage that so well. I feel like as you would never wish that year upon right. anyone. Yeah. But such a good learning experience. Totally. I think, yeah, just the importance of being malleable was really, yeah. really ingrained in me. I always, I never feel like I'm very particular about like, that many things and I feel like this year it really paid off like the fact I don't need to do this and this and this was good because I couldn't do all the things that maybe I wanted to um and I I feel like I just could learn from a lot of people too because like not only was I getting like I had to like deal with them but I also got to learn from a lot of people and like also learn like what I like a lot and what helps me and what doesn't help me and just like I feel like the more people and the more experiences that I got I could just like put that all in my like memory bank for like one day the the pinnacle yeah (laughs) Yeah. what kinds of things did you learn and take away what did you learn that you liked or didn't like um I think oh gosh that's that's hard again I'm not that particular so I think it was pretty easy for me to get along with everybody Mm -hmm. and there was never any like huge conflicts I think Communication had to be huge. Like I learned the importance of it and the raw conversations that were uncomfortable were so necessary at all times because that's the only way I could move on or move forward. So that's like one thing I feel like was a big learning lesson this year was like have the difficult conversations as early as possible. Yeah. Um, I feel like sleep was a really big one too. <laughs> Yes. Like with the travel schedule, like with Delaney, we went to Bruno and we played in Manhattan. I lost. And then I text Chrissy. I'm like, how we feeling? She's like, not feeling great. I'm like, all right, I'm going to cancel our trip. And then Delaney calls me and I was like, don't you dare say it. (laughs) I like saw her name. I'm like, I know what's going. And then we left like within like 16 hours for Bruno that I went straight to Poland to see Micah, then straight to Chicago, then back to LA for less than 24 hours to go back to Italy. So it was just like sleep and knowing the things I need to pack and the things I like to like bring with me and that international experience, like I've never done that kind of stuff. So learning what I need to have with me, what's essential, what's not worth bringing because you don't like carrying 19 suitcases through the airport. How many sundresses do I really need to bring? (laughs) (laughs) Like, do I really need like my coats and my heels? (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, no, I I really try. And like, (laughs) yes. And yeah, that was, those international experience I think was definitely gained. I feel like it's an art. And some people have mastered it, and I most certainly have yeah. not. So I think it's more abstract art, where it's just like you just throw a bunch of shit. I don't. It, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I hope it's not. But and the necessity of like a array of bathing suits because you never know who you're gonna play with right. and what color bathing suits they have. So you gotta have them all. <laughs> that was important. Um, reading the FIVB handbook and learning about that was very important. It. Uh, so the first. FIVB I played was China in 2019. Oh my gosh. Um, it was quite the experience. Um, but I was playing with Bogue and we both had blackish shorts. He had a couple stripes and I had like a, like a flower. I, I was actually tries. I was wearing tries shorts and he had like Hawaiian flowers on it. And the ref, like 10 minutes before a match, said, You can't. You can't where's play your, in these. Yeah, where's your games? Like out matching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he couldn't have been any nicer. Oh. And so he let us use um, the officials' shorts 
Oh. Which are really nice. That's so nice. And so he said, normally you'd have to have your name on the shorts as well, but I see that your names are FIVB. Because they said they were official shorts, so they said FIVB. I said, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my name. That does. <laughs> that's crazy. And so from then on out, I've been like, all right, you got to be pretty dialed. Totally. And there's like, that is a whole nother art. So learning all of that kind of stuff was very important. Yeah. Because I feel like for me, like, I guess what the biggest takeaway for all those things is, is like, how can I be best prepared when I step on the court? Because I felt like there were games where there were so many things going. I didn't show up like my most clear self. Yeah. And that the value of that I really, really learned. So how can I like mitigate all of the external things and like make that as simple as possible or get that all handled at a certain time. So that way, like when it's 90 minutes before the match, whatever, I'm ready and I can like focus in because I think yeah. that with all the like things that kind of went crazy, there were days that I didn't do that. And I felt like those were like big learning lessons for yeah. sure. What are the things that you either, you don't need to do them, but you would, your pre-match or pre-tournament routine that are good things for you that you've learned you really want to include in your routine or some things that you really don't want to make sure it's not there? Um, I think like the warm-up process, I like, for the most part, I can just like jump and do, jump in, or at least I thought I could just jump and be ready and mm -hmm. I was ready to go. I think the value of like being like overly, overly warm, that's yeah. like extending my warm-up time for sure has been huge for me. Um, so that way, like, I'm not warming up at all once the game starts. Like, I'm ready to go on point one. I think that was, like, a huge adjustment. What are things I need? I just, like, ha like to have my things, like, yeah. organized. Like, I don't like having a messy bag or, yeah. like, scrambling, which I think is the nature of the beast. But in my perfect world, I would like to just, like, have my bag organized, have my water, my, per my like, water with just water my water with my electrolytes like yep. my hat and my visor that i've chosen the outfit that i'd like to wear for that game and like everything just as organized as possible gotcha yeah and then i don't know i'm not super particular i think having conversation with partners like before matches is like really huge for me like i'm always saying like an energy player i'm not like a mechanical player yeah. like i move with energy i always just like very hoopty doo da but I like really <laughs> believe that I do and I feel like I can give a lot of energy positively but I can take a lot of energy positively so like connecting with my partner before mm -hmm. a match and like not just a game plan but like how are we feeling like what are our thoughts like what can I do to help you if you're not feeling great like having those sort of conversations um have been really great for me to one just get it off my chest but also see how I can help my partner so that's yeah. something I love to do before games and I think as a partner it's great to have your partner asking you those questions because it, it's just a, a way of you showing that like you you care yeah. about the match and the result because a lot of times there's this like culture in beach volleyball and sports in general where it's like you want to win by in trying the least amount possible just to make it look like oh like kind of the cool thing yeah but I just want to see my partner try as hard as possible totally. that's like a way of you like that's a good effort for you to say hey like this is important to me what can I do to make you better totally. Because, I mean, you're 50% of the team, and I'm 50% of the team. Right. So if I can help you, you're 50% be as maxed out as possible, then we're going to be better. Totally. Yeah, I could not agree more. I just, anything I can do to, like, help you, and then if I, sometimes for me, it's also, like, I've got stuff that I, like, hey, maybe I don't feel great about this, or shoot, my shoulder's not feeling great, like, I'm nervous, or whatever. Yeah. Just getting that off my chest is, like, big for me, and I feel like vice versa, like, my partners have been, like, hey, like, 
I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel good. Like, I need you to, like, be the vocal leader in this game. And, like, if you don't ask, a lot of times they won't say it, and then you just have to guess. Mm -hmm. So I feel like just asking and showing that you care about them as a person, because I like to be cared about as a person. Yeah. So, like, to care about my partner as a person before a game, so that way they know after the game, like, that regardless, like, I care about you as a person. Yeah. I feel like that is sort of lost, too, in this game sometimes. And it's, like, we're, it's just two of us. Like, mm -hmm. it's such a unique sport, and, like, there's so much pressure on the individual and on the team. And, like, if somebody's not siding out, there's no, like, oh, well, it's my fault. Like, you right. know, it's, like, it's kind of obvious, so... And a lot of times that's me. So like just having those conversations and that like emotional connection and just like care for each other, I feel like is like so important. Yeah. And that's one thing that Delaney talks about all the time. She says that the best skill you can have is to be a good partner. Totally. And it's so important when you think about it because yeah. it doesn't really matter. You know, you could side out like Phil Dahlhauser, but if your partner's not playing well, yeah, you're probably not going to win. So you need to be the best partner possible to help them figure it out. It's so important. Yeah, and I think, I don't know who it was, but somebody was telling me that about April and, like, that she's just such a good partner. To, and mm -hmm. she hasn't always had, like, the easiest partnerships or whatever. Like, it hasn't been just a cakewalk, but, like, she is such a good partner and clearly that's working for her. So why aren't we all just trying to be great partners? Yeah. Because that's what the best in the world's doing. So, yeah. sign April, you're my idol. It's okay. <laughs> Well, April Zana, she, does, she <laughs> needs a partner. You blocked in 2012. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but with this year, um, we still don't really have a schedule. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned that Chrissy is not going international. Um, she's just staying focused AVP. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like your focus then would be international, too. Yeah. Um, do you have any, like, have you looked at the schedule that we have now? and starting to map it out a little or you just wait until everything comes yeah out? it just i don't have a lot of points so it really just i have no i wouldn't fall into the categories that the schedules have came out for yeah. um so i just it just depends on who i'm playing with and where we fall because i at this point i can't be like oh we're in this bracket and yeah this is the tournaments i'm most likely well i have absolutely no idea so i wouldn't count you out for those categories i mean you played very well with kelly kolinsky on basically no practice yeah in one tournament you took it third She's yeah. got oodles of points. Yes. No, if, if I have the opportunity, I will be at every single one I yeah. can be at. That is my 100% my plan. I guess my plan for now is just whatever I can get into, go to and make like get myself in the best position for trying to maybe one day go into the Olympics. That would be fun. Yes, that's the goal. Is it like, um, like how important is the Olympics? Is it like one of those things? Because for April. Right. It is the Olympics, or a Kelly Clay is responsible. Right. The Olympics are, they're just tractor beam laser focused yeah. on that thing. I don't know. I think that it's a pretty big thing for me. Mm -hmm. I think I've like always wanted to go my whole life. I will cry when anybody gets a medal. I don't care if it's ping pong. I just cry. I think it's the coolest <laughs> thing. And like I weep like a baby, like not just like, like a tear. Like I'm like, <laughs> like weeping. I just think it's like the coolest thing in sports. And I think that came from like me growing up watching Mia Hamm and like the whole soccer movement yeah. in women's soccer. I think that's where I kind of fell in love with the Olympics. And then I'm like a big fan of America. So I would love to like represent my country on that stage. Um, but I do know my values and my priorities are not just volleyball. Like I, I need balance in my life. And so family, boyfriend, whatever, like those things are also important. I, I don't think I will go to every length and put everybody else on the back burner. And if that's what it takes, then maybe I won't get there. But I feel like 
I still could. Like, I think that balance is something that is also really beneficial. So, yeah, I think it's like you're just such a healthy, rounded human being. <laughs> I think it's super important to have that. Yeah. You just get, especially a sport like beach volleyball, where if it goes wrong, like it's not you're going to be financially well off. Totally. And yeah. You know, football, whatever, like you'll be good for a long time. Yeah. I think that I learned that in college, too, because I put all my eggs in like volleyball and like just growing up, sports were my whole world. And I think that like I wasn't the happiest person. And I got hurt because I played, what, four years at UCLA, two seasons. Like I never had off season except for I broke my foot my sophomore year. So I didn't play beach. And it was the best year of my life. It was the best like the four <laughs> months of my life. And it was, I had my friends and I was still training indoors. And mm-hmm. like I think that I got like a little glimpse of like what balance was and like what it was yeah. like to be a normal college student. And like, I was like teased a little bit, but I missed volleyball and everything. Like it was never like, oh, this is like what it is for me. Like I still have that like fire in me, but I'm not going to play my best if I don't fulfill these other areas of my life. And I like really plummeted. I felt like at UCLA, like volleyball wise, because I was just drained. Like I didn't feel like I could give emotionally to my team. I wasn't a good leader, all of those things, because I wasn't like filling any other basket. So I feel like I learned that lesson. And now like I know my values and that those are important for me. Those are like my most important things. But I think filling those are going to make me a better volleyball player. Yeah. I think that that is like the ticket that no one, not too many people realize. Yeah. And that's what, you know, my overall life balance veered way in the beach volleyball side of things. And then like halfway through, I mean, Delaney's like upset and miserable because I've been gone for <laughs> a couple months. And then because she's unhappy, then I'm on the road and I'm unhappy and I'm playing terrible. And it's just this totally. terrible cycle. Yeah. Like, well, no, I just need to practice harder. Right. <laughs> you keep pushing. And then you realize that like none of your buckets are full. Right. Like a quarter full and you're doing nothing well. Right. And so it's, I think it's so important to have that emotional side filled up the spiritual side filled up the physical thing and then the volleyball I think they all complement each other yeah and I like I think to be able to go to the Olympics and to have that also would be so awesome to like you can do it this way and like you can have balance and like it's not freaking easy like I don't see my boyfriend six months out of the year because this is like my dream but like so you're gonna make sacrifices and it's hard but you can still like fulfill like your other tanks enough to like when that time does come, when you're done, like you have like relationships and people and hobbies and just other passions. And I, that's sort of another reason I would like love to go just to like show people that the importance of all of that. Yeah. And I think it's, it's almost needed. I mean, even April, who's like one of the most intense people I know and who is like obsessive with beach volleyball, she still has like, as soon as beach volleyball is over she's drinking coffee and reading books in the mountains like she has her little getaways and I think everyone either has to have it or has it to do something at such an elite level totally yeah and you got your chickens and me and my chickens will live happily ever after (laughs) (laughs) and you played so many other sports too how much do you think that's helped you be so good at beach volleyball um Honestly, this year I used my feet in games like so often. <laughs> Every time I'm like, yes. But I don't know. I don't feel like they translated that much or it's like it gave me this sort of advantage. But I just do feel like I didn't get burnt out with yeah. volleyball. And I feel like I still have this like love and excitement and fire for it. Um, that I feel like I started soccer at like I was playing club soccer in like second grade and like yeah. doing every camp and going trying to do all the youth USA soccer things and I burnt out and so then I did volleyball with 
four other sports and I did that all through high school and then even in college like I had two completely different teams two completely different coaches it was like a separation and like some sort of balance there so I feel like now that I'm like all in beach volleyball it feels so new like it feels like this is like a whole new world and I'm so excited about it still so I think that was like the best thing I got from it yeah it's cool one thing I remember you saying at New Year's is that you found out you sort of like had this epiphany that you still love beach volleyball yeah when did what happened there like why I forget the exact context um I don't know I don't remember what were we talking about forget maybe maybe it was COVID when we had we all had to take some time off yeah but you just seem to have this moment where you're like wow I still really love beach volleyball which is such a cool moment to have yeah well I think last year Going well, I went to France after my first AVP yeah. season, and I struggled. Like I was emotionally, mentally, just in the gutter because I had never done nothing. Yeah. Like I was there and I was doing nothing, and I was just watching my boyfriend play volleyball, and I was like, I they the French people kept calling me the accessory, and I was just like, oh my god, like no, like please, like <laughs> please no. My like ego was just like shattered. Yeah. Um. So I think that was like a big wake up call, but I felt like I didn't go 100%. I didn't like dive 100% into beach volleyball my first year. And then going all through COVID, I realized like, I I don't know, I guess it was just like last year around New Year's. I was like, if I'm going to do this, like I want to go 100%. And because I love it, like this is what I want to do. So if I'm going to do it, let's go like 100%. Yeah. And now when I went to Poland this time around, I was okay doing nothing because mm-hmm. I knew that I like had given that all of my 100%. And I was like, now this is my time to relax and like enjoy time with loved ones. And instead of like feeling like, oh, I didn't give 100 or something. And now I'm back and I'm like, this is like, I'm ready to go now. Like I'm yeah. ready to go 100%. I filled those tanks. And like, I think I just had to make that choice. Like this is what I'm doing. And making that choice last year was like, I just kept falling more and more in love with it because I gave yeah. 100% of myself to it. Yeah. And that's what this past like six to eight weeks for me have been where I'm like you, like I can't just do nothing. Yeah. But then I realized after doing something all the time for so long is like nothing is important. Yeah. <laughs> Having some good nothing. And it's important. hard. And it it's is. like, it's almost a challenge in and of itself. Like yeah. I accomplished doing nothing. And like that also feels rewarding. Yeah. It's good to be fully recharged heading into the season. Totally. And I think, too, because this season was so, like, all over the place, like, that break was, like, very needed. And I think for everybody, the season was just chaotic because everything was sort of last minute. And and I think there was much needed, like, time to, like, give to self. Yeah. And I always forget just how long season can last. Like, when I got out to practice today, I was like, I'm not jumping. No jumps. And I was like, well, maybe jump, sir. (laughs) One line shot. I know. Like, we're going to be playing till October. It's so easy to just, like, just start so hot. And then by July, we're like, oh, I need my break again. Totally. Micah always says that. He's always just like, why? He would say this at UCLA. He's like, why am I doing the assault bike for six minutes in August, like I don't play till January. Like, why am I doing this right now? Like, yeah. there's no point. Like, you want to do it in December? I'm here for it. I will go yeah. 100% on my six minutes. But yeah. like, it's August. Yeah. Like, and so I think it's just such a hard perspective for an athlete when this is like our job. Yeah. But it is so important, and to be able to have that ability to say no and to be able to slow yourself down is it's a skill. Yeah, 
And it's cool that one of the ways that you slow down is you're still active. You're still on the farm. Oh, yeah. Chicken coop. Yes. You know. And I like call it like farm girl strong because it's like farm boy strong, but farm girl strong because it is <laughs> such hard work. It like is. my whoop or now it's my aura ring, but my whoop at the time would be like, did you just work out? And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> I just shoveled like 99 pounds. Like it's such hard work. And so I don't know. There's something feel like good in that too. Like I feel like I'm like working different muscles. It is like a sort yeah. of like cross training and it's rewarding and working with my hands and it's like, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. That's how backpacking was for me. Totally. Because, I mean, that is a workout. Don't have to tell me (laughs) twice. (laughs) Carrying those bags. And we were talking about just like the reward system. Oh, yeah. Stuff outside. Like your brain's just lighting up. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I will like, I went backpacking with Delaney, as you know, and I was miserable the whole time. I was like, why am I here? I'm going to die. Like, how do I get out of here? Like, who do I call? I have no cell service. How do they get the helicopter to me? Because I yeah. can't do this. Like, this is horrible. And I've never felt so accomplished after. Yeah. Like, it was like so miserable and cold and long. And Allie Wheeler was like, just like, we're almost there. And it was like two miles away. And that, this is after like 10 miles. She's like, we're almost there. And I'm like, all right, like around the corner. And I'm like nine corners later. I'm like, Allie, like, where are we going? (laughs) But after, like, it was so rewarding. And like, those are the things to like, just those reward, those little like nuggets that are just like good in the heart. We've been watching this show, Meat Eater. I think we talked about it. Um, But they, it just tracks um, Steve Rennell's hunting trips and they just log all his conversations and whatever. But one of them, the guy said, the amount of fun I have is directly correlated to the amount of discomfort I go through. And to a certain point, obviously, mm-hmm. it's too much. But I was like, that is so true. Like, I yeah. look back on my favorite camping trips or backpacking, and it's like the hardest trails, and then you get up there, and you have, like, the greatest Pop-Tart of your life. Yes. Because you worked so hard for that Pop-Tart. Mm-hmm. Micah talks about that all the time, and I feel like he's been, like, because I'm – a little, I've been spoiled rotten my whole life, I'll just say it. Like, I've been very, very lucky, and my parents treated me like a princess, and it was awesome, but I felt like I wasn't used to things being hard. Yeah. And so that was, and I think that was part of my UCLA experience. Like, that was such a wake-up call. And he does something every day that he doesn't want to do. Like, it's a oh, conscious wow. thing that he, like, so, like, in college, he would literally, like, be like, I'd drive to campus, and he'd be like, I'm walking. I'm like, it's raining. He's like, I, I got to do it. I don't like it, but I got to do it. So that way he never gets used That's to so things great. being easy. And like, I feel like that has been part of this whole beach volleyball, professional beach volleyball experience yeah. is like learning to love the grit and the hard work and the, the not so fun times because it's so much more rewarding after. Yeah, for sure. And so you must have had the most rewarding year of your life this past year. It was fun. You did a lot of hard things. <laughs> yes, yes. But I also feel like I was so lucky. Like I got to play with great people and yeah. like go to really cool places. And I even got to wear my cute dresses in Belgium and Italy. So it wasn't like I was living this like hard, hard life. But yeah, um, yeah it was a really rewarding experience. And I yeah. feel like I, we talked about that when we were at New Year's. Like I feel like I was satisfied with the work that I put in and now it's like made me hungry to do it again because Mm -hmm. it was like I walked away feeling so good like proud of myself for like like even like before Chrissy and I were partners like I would just train by myself like I didn't have a partner I wasn't with like I was trying to shelf out any amount of money I could to get with these coaches like and it was like never really easy but now this year I feel like way more proud and accomplished with like what I've put together yeah 
And it's so cool to know what makes you feel proud and accomplished moving forward. Because what you did, I mean, it's just the hard work. Like, right. That's what you came to value at the end of the year. Right. And that, you know, that's repeatable. And you now, totally. It. Now I'm like excited to put that hard work in again because it's like that's, I know that, I don't care that I got the third. It's like those, like, they don't feel real to me. I don't like, I don't remember them. People are like, you did so, I don't like, in my mind we didn't win and I don't care. <laughs> so like they don't, but it was just like the body of work that I created because of that, like in all of like January, February, March, I drove to Santa Barbara every single day to work out with my brother because things are still kind of shut down. Yeah. And like this guy that my brother trains with is insane and it was the hardest work I've ever done in my life. But I did that. Like I went, I drove four hours every day to like put myself in the hardest physical situation that I could and then I felt more prepared after and like showing up to a game too it gives you so much more confidence like because like I did all that dirty work and like I don't know I think that was like a huge huge learning lesson this year yeah well if you call yourself a princess you're the grittiest princess (laughs) (laughs) not too many princesses are shoveling chicken shit Yes, but it's fun too. Because <laughs> chicken shit turns into dirt that you can grow stuff in. It's so cool. It's a full circle. This is like the plot of a of a Disney movie. Just like kind of a rogue, like do it all princess. I'm here for it. Here let's let's get in contact that be, with that. That could be our next book. That'll oh, oh. There we go. We can collaborate. The cheek farmer. The chic farmer. <laughs> or the cheek farmer, like the chick farmer. I like the that. The cheek. <laughs> We're going somewhere with this. Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right, Z. Well, we try to cut it off about an hour. Okay. And uh, so is there anything that you have uh, that you'd like to say? Anything that I missed? Anything you want to let the millions and millions of listeners know? Not really. Let's see. No, I don't think so. Is there anything you want me to say? Uh, Where can they follow you on social? Where can they keep up with Z Fama? Uh, you can follow me at Z Farmer for all of my farming content and Zonamino for my other content. And I feel like that's another thing too. Like my social media, I always like I struggle with it a lot because I've always been told like, oh, I have the perfect life, blah 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 blah. So I like would want people to know that like that's just like a a, a picture on the internet. It doesn't mean anything, yeah. and I struggle so much with it. It's so hard, and. That's one of my goals for 2020 is to detach from social media. Um, so I think just knowing like that it's just the pretty pictures and I don't know. I we, cry in my bed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my boyfriend all the time. <laughs> I miss Micah too. Me too. But yeah, I guess that's all. So Ed Zanamuno and Z Farmer is Z-E-E. Z, yes, like Z, like the Parisian Z farmer. <laughs> yeah. It was great to go to the ranch. Great chatting yes. with you again. I'm so glad you got to come. This podcast is a good excuse to hang out a little more. We'll get more ticket to ride. Thank soon. you for having me. I know, ticket to ride. I'm down like five, so I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Z. Thank you, thank you.